people, how are you doing on this fine day? It is May 11th, 2021. According to the paperwork, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message and a quick note to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Bash that button up there, tap that notification bell and maybe you'll see our videos. What day did I say it was? It's the 18th. Did I say it was the 19th? I said it was the, there was a typo on the thing. Somebody's getting fired today. (laughs) No avocado for you with the Chipotle. Uh, Okay, it is May 18th. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about. Yesterday was an extremely exciting day for me personally because I, as promised on the show yesterday, when I was on the show yesterday, I realized that Trader Joe's, I was informed that Trader Joe's was allowing people to go into their stores unmasked following CDC guidelines, although that is against LA guidelines, which are still saying you gotta do it through June 15th. But I had heard some rumors that people were doing this in Los Angeles. So I took my team, my producer and my director, we went to Trader Joe's and you're not gonna believe this people, we took video, you're gonna see that in just a minute. Then we've got this just massive compilation of ridiculous Joe Biden things that are happening right now. And just none of it's good. There's just nothing good coming out of this administration or this man's mouth. It's just disaster after disaster after disaster. And speaking of disasters, uh, we'll also be talking about the Fauciist. That's right, the infallible Fauci. Uh, He has basically now just admitted that he was lying to us, lying to us about masks, because in essence, he wanted us to keep wearing masks and he wasn't sure about the science, yada, yada, yada. So we got a lot to get to. I'm ready to roll. I got a little bit of a stiff neck. I slept a little funny the other day, but I'll be all right. Before I get to it all, though, I wanna talk to you guys about Black Rifle Coffee. I'm drinking it right now, guys. You know, Black Rifle Coffee is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Veteran CEO and founder Evan Hafer spent over seven years on the ground overseas with US Special Forces and as a CIA contractor. Black Rifle Coffee is continually committed to supporting veteran law enforcement and first responder causes. In our country and overseas, courageous frontline workers risk their lives every day to protect ours. Inspired by their hard work and dedication to protecting their communities, Black Rifle Coffee makes it their mission to give back to those who serve however they can. Throughout May, they are rallying behind law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, active duty military, and other frontline workers by spotlighting local heroes through community nominations, donating coffee to keep front lines caffeinated, and to give back to organizations that support our nation's heroes. They import their high quality coffee beans from all over the world and roast five days a week at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. The team at Black Rifle Coffee is continually researching and experimenting with new roasting methods and coffee origins. Purchase at blackriflecoffee.com slash Ruben and use code Ruben for 20% off your first order, including your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. And no joke, guys, I am drinking it. I'm drinking it every day. It's dark, it's rich. It's delicious and it keeps me on point when I'm talking to you fine people. Okay, so let's talk about Trader Joe's. So first off, I wanna start here with a quote from Trader Joe's last Friday. This is is last Friday. They were letting people into their stores. It's 
quite incre incredible. We encourage customers to follow the guidance of health officials, including, as appropriate, CDC guidelines that advise customers who are fully vaccinated are not required to wear masks while shopping. So they're saying, okay, the CDC has now said, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask when you're in a store and we're gonna go ahead and I don't know how many thousands of, can we get a number on how many Trader Joe's there are in the country? That would be interesting to know. But they said, basically, you don't have to wear a mask if you come in to Trader Joe's. Okay, zippity dippity. Now the problem here is that in Los Angeles, we've got these draconian buffoons in charge of us, or at least in charge of the masses, and they want us in lockdown until June 15th, which as the, you know, I've said many times, it's just an arbitrary date, mostly having to do with Gavin Newsom's recall. Well, when my guys showed me that yesterday, I said, okay, we are gonna go to Trader Joe's and get lunch right after we finished the show and that's exactly what we did. Oh, interesting, there are 190 Trader Joe's in California. So we went to our local Trader Joe's and I took three videos. So what you're gonna see here is a compilation. One is on the way, one is at the store, and one is checking out. Go. All right, people, we are on a scientific fact-finding mission right now. I'm driving to Trader Joe's, and as you know, the CDC has said we do not have to wear masks indoors. I do live in crazy California, and according to California, our ridiculous Governor Gavin Newsom and our more ridiculous Mayor Eric Garcetti, they want stores to still institute mask mandates, which are now anti-science, according to the CDC. But we believe that you can walk into Trader Joe's without a mask and order, you know, food, I suppose, or get other sundries and groceries. We will find out. This is all about science. God bless America. Here we go. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. It's happening. Trader Joe's. It's incredible. Freedom, man. We're back. All right, people, we did it. We just went to Trader Joe's, me and my team. We were not wearing masks. We were the only people not wearing masks, but nobody said a word to us. We had a couple people give us some weird looks, but the cashier actually was happy that real people were there. He made a point of saying, it's nice to see people's faces. Um, and I bought about $150 worth of stuff. Uh, I didn't need anything, but I wanted to give them my business. So Trader Joe, whoever you are, wherever you are, love you, man. I love you. I love Trader Ming, Trader Jose, Trader Giotto. Was that the, uh, the Italian guy? I love them all. Trader Joe's, man, you got a new customer, all right. We did it, people, we did it. I went into a store without a mask. I had no need to buy anything, but yes, I bought about $150 worth of stuff. I bought my guys whatever they wanted. Michael only wanted potato chips. I said, you get whatever you want. You want a bottle of booze, whatever you want. He only wanted potato chips. Uh, <laughs> but we made it. And really the key part of this whole thing is that the cashier, so not only did no one say anything to us, we got a couple weird looks. But you know, part of sort of what's going on here is that you know we seem to be in this world where we think that everyone's a Karen. Like if you if you go ahead and live your life, that you're going to get screamed at by all the Karens. But I, in many cases, I actually think it's the opposite because the people who are the most brainwashed, they're also the most cowardly. So if you just go ahead and live their, your life, 
they're not going to attack you in most cases. Yes, there'll be some Karens here or there, but generally they're not going to attack you. And I actually felt that, that some people were pretty impressed that there were three relatively young people shopping at Trader Joe's without wearing masks on their face. I mean, is that a sentence that anyone could have imagined anyone saying two years ago, right? Like, are we in fallout right now? What the hell's going on here? Uh, but really the nice part of the whole thing was the part that I said about the cashier, because it was so obvious uh, that he was happy. He said, it's so nice to see faces. And really think about a statement like that. Like we really have done something so dangerous and destructive to society. And I am just thrilled that we could give Trader Joe's a little money and do that. But then, because Los Angeles is a horrific, evil place, the public health director, Barbara Ferrer, yesterday announced this. I mean, this is just incredible. She said, our teams are out notifying all of the chains that have made announcements nationally that they would be relaxing their masking requirements. Masking requirements are in place here and all across California. So this is gonna be pretty easy for businesses and customers, residents and visitors to understand because there's one standard for the whole state and it requires that we continue to wear masks until June 15th. So Barbara Ferrer, she is just, she's just another one of these evil bureaucratic morons. Nobody got killed at Trader Joe's yesterday, but basically they're cracking down on private companies' right to do what they want, a private company's right to follow the CDC. These people are all awful. You know, I tweeted it this morning. I think basically what we're gonna have to do when, when the dust settles on this thing, if the dust ever settles, we're gonna have to jail a lot of Democratic politicians because it is going to become increasingly obvious because because lies can't last forever. And it's gonna become increasingly obvious that they didn't follow any science. They made up everything that they're doing. They decided to use power that they actually don't really have as government officials. I don't know what right the LA County Public Health Director has to say that what she says supersedes what the CDC says. Not that what the CDC says is a law either, right? So it's all messed up, but we've got to get rid of these people, and it's, and it's a damn shame. So I wonder what would happen now. And I, and I would actually, I'm not even gonna test it. And you know why I'm not gonna test it? Because I would feel bad, actually, for the poor security guard or the, or the poor cashier or manager of Trader Joe's who would have to deal with the nonsense if me and my guys walked in there without masks. You know what I mean? Like if he was just at that point just doing his job and was like, guys, you really can't come in here without a mask, and then some idiot puts it on video and everything else. So we'll, we'll let it be for now, but I just wanna say that yesterday was a spectacular day. I will be eating salmon from Trader Joe's tonight. I got a couple bottles of wine, bunch of other stuff, and man, we just gotta keep fighting. Just keep fighting, guys. You know, these people are just all horrible and none of them are better than you. None of them are following the science. They're, they're just terrible human beings who are grasping. Their last grasp for power is here and they know that the jig is up. All right, let's move on uh, from LA specifically. I think you get it, it's a fucking shithole. Uh, let's move on to, let's move on to Joe Biden. He is the president of the United States or at least he's the guy that stands there and repeats the stuff they tell him to say. Uh, this is video from The Independent on what he thinks about not vaccinated people. If they do not, States with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Ultimately, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. 
The vaccinated will continue to be protected against severe illnesses, but others may not be if you're not vaccinated. Wow, that was a short clip, but a lot of nonsense in there. First off, he says that rates may go up in states that are not forcing people to vaccinate. Well, that is true. Anything is possible in the future. Rates could go up, they could go down. Uh, we actually know that the second Texas got rid of the regulations, that basically the numbers completely bottomed out. And if I'm not mistaken, there were zero COVID deaths in Texas yesterday. And in most days since they got rid of the regulations, which it's been about, what, five, six weeks now, uh, they've had zero to 20 deaths, so pretty much nothing, and especially when you factor in the comorbidities and all that. He also says that the vaccine will cover severe illnesses. Now, that was probably just a, a, a reading error off the prompter by him, but what does he mean? Is he telling us that the COVID vaccine covers other illnesses too? Like, I'll just chalk that one up to, to Joe B and Joe. But just generally like the fear, just the endless fear with this guy, it's just absolutely awful. And again, completely anti-science because we know that the states that are opening up have lower rates. By the way, let's just be very clear about this. I'll get a little ahead of the curve on this. If there was to be a bump in Texas or Florida, the, go the government, meaning the Biden administration, and the media would love it. They would love, there is nothing more than they would love to see dead people in Texas and Florida. I genuinely mean that. They, because this isn't about COVID and this isn't about saving people's lives. This is about keeping people under the boot of government. So they would love if suddenly there was an outbreak in Texas. They would absolutely love it really, really, really love if there was an outbreak in Florida because then they could really go after DeSantis. So it is just a depressing reality at that level. But if you think, if you think what Biden said there was insane, just listen to what he said about Martin Luther King and George Floyd. This is from Reuters, uh, this is yesterday. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm -hmm. death did. Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George, Floyd, George Floyd's death did. You know, the, the sad part of what he said there is this might be sort of true. Biden might have sort of got one there, meaning that because of social media, because of hysteria in politics, because of sort of the ending of liberalism and the complete destruction of our trusted class of people and the complete meltdown of mainstream media, it is possible that George Floyd's death may, may have a bigger impact worldwide than MLK's assassination. The reason being because now it's morphed into something else. There was this thing sitting behind it, this really, this crazy Marxist BLM Antifa movement ready to use it as the fuel to burn down the system where when MLK died, we actually kind of came together a bit after it. And of course, MLK was also trying to defend the ideals of America, which are equality, not equity. So Biden sort of got it right there, but what he's also kind of saying is that this new thing, this new movement is kind of better than the old movement, right? Like that, that's kind of what sits behind it is that, oh, the George Floyd thing and all the things that have happened now, these are the good things that needed to happen. And, and you know, 40, 50 years ago when MLK died, it didn't cause all those things to happen. Now the question is, are those things good or not? And I think you know my answer on this, these things are not good. Equity is not good systemic racism that they're, doing right now and, and quotas and affirmative action, all of these things, these are not good. These are, these are 
racist things. Uh, but I'll give Biden a little bit of credit because he kind of got it right. Uh, Connor, can we pull that clip up again? Because if you didn't see it, if you didn't see it, uh, he actually, oh, is that right? Oh, you know, I'm being told that this clip is actually from last June, not from yesterday. Well, everything I said stands, uh, but that's interesting to find out. But everything I said absolutely stands. It's, it's in, in a weird way, it's even more bananas actually, now that this thing has, has jumped up a level and he wasn't even president back then. Uh, but put the clip up for one more second because look where the mask is on his face. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's Death. Is there any chance he knew that the mask was hanging on his ear at that point? And why then could he take a mask off indoors if that was in June, which I didn't even know when I was playing the clip, right? Like, ugh, it's all so stupid. But if you think all of that is stupid, if that's not enough for you, we got more. This is from Newsweek on some of the things that Joe Biden's been doing this week. President Joe Biden has quietly killed four executive orders that his predecessor, Donald Trump, signed before leaving office, including one that sought to create a garden of statues honoring American heroes and one that Trump signed after Twitter labeled his tweets misleading. So the four things that Joe Biden has gotten rid of that Trump put in there via executive action, and this is not a commentary on executive action. If anything, this proves why executive actions aren't great because one guy puts them in, the other guy gets rid of them. Uh, one, preventing online censorship. You'd think that Biden would be against that, right? I mean, wouldn't that be an American ideal we'd be protecting? Uh, protecting American monuments, memorials, and statues and combating recent criminal violence. That was because of all the statues being taken down and burned down and all that kind of stuff and graffiti and all that, but Biden's, I guess, for all that kind of thing. Uh, three, building and rebuilding monuments to American heroes. That's a sort of offshoot of the previous one. And four, rebranding United States foreign assistance to advance American influence. So without getting into the specifics of all of these things, you can see there's a general theme here, which is that Trump tried to do some things that were sort of pro-America, that were against the ever encroaching Marxist ideology, right? Like that's what Trump was trying to do. And Biden's getting rid of all that. I will add to this, that when I was at the White House holiday party in December, before that, I was actually asked to sit in in a meeting. I was not speaking at the meeting, I was just sitting in at the meeting uh, where they were talking about the 1776 Project. And this is where the administration was trying to get some pride in America back into the schools. That is good. They were trying to get actual history taught, not to say that America is and has always been perfect, but to give an honest assessment of our history more based in reality and truth and a pride of this incredible, wonderful country rather than the 1619 Project and all of the awful crap that is being pushed and the critical race theory and all of the evil stuff that is being pushed in our public education system. By, uh, Joe, uh, Trump put that in and then in essence, Biden just killed it. He, it was one of the first things he did. He just absolutely killed it. And when I was in the meeting, they were already talking about how assuming Trump is not president, because this was after the election, assuming Trump is not president by January, they were already trying to figure out, well, how can we still do this at a private level? How can we make sure America's youth grow up being proud of America and American values and all of the wonderful things that we know are so great about this country? And I will continue to fight for those things. But Biden felt that that should get out and that we really should be focusing on critical race theory and uh, oh, just the equity and the diversity and all of the nonsense. 
Um, one more for you. This is from C-SPAN. Uh, Jen Pasaki. you know I love Pasaki. Well, she was asked a question by an NPR journalist about the CDC flip on mask mandates that we were just talking about. I want to also switch to COVID. Um, the largest national nurses union is saying that the CDC guidelines on masks is putting frontline workers and especially people of color at risk and that they're, they're calling for the CDC to reverse that. What's the White House's stance on that union in particular saying that their members and people of color are at risk? Well, I would say we don't have any particular response to, directly to the union. I will say that, again, uh, the objective of the CDC and of Dr. Walensky was to uh, to deliver on the commitment she made to the American people, which is to provide guidance based on health and, and scientific evidence on what people can do that is safe. Yeah, you know, they just can't say anything honest. They just can't. Also, they try to racialize the way the NPR journalist there is trying to racialize the question, people of color are gonna be affected by this. This is sort of what a dying system can choke out. This, this ain't good, Pisaki is not good. And let's now throw to a clip of Fauci basically admitting that the indoor mask situation over the last couple of weeks was not based on science, but was purely political. How has it changed what you do when you wear a mask? Excuse me, how does- How has it changed what you do? How has it changed your mask wearing practices? Well, you know, George, I'm obviously careful because, I mean, I'm a physician and a healthcare provider. I am now much more comfortable in, in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean, before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. But being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask because I'm fully man, I'm fully vaccinated. Fauci is an extraordinary fraud. Did you really hear what he said right there? He's now more comfortable being seen indoors without a mask. He's not saying that you couldn't be indoors without a mask. He's not saying that the science changed. He said that he was trying to, in essence, do propaganda to keep everyone in masks forever. By the way, Rand Paul confronted him on this. Uh, in Congress not too long ago, and he lied about it then too. This is seriously dangerous stuff. That man is supposed to be someone we're supposed to trust about the science, and he's telling you that it was optics because nothing changed in the science in the last two weeks. The CDC guidelines changed, but nothing changed in the science. By the way, this is something that Joe Biden, remember Joe Biden a couple weeks ago said the same exact thing. They said to him, well, wait a minute, Joe, you're vaccinated, everyone around you is vaccinated, you're outdoors right now, why are you wearing a mask? And he basically bumbled out, he was like, oh, well, it's optics, it's optics. So what do you mean it's optics? Why, why would you guys want optics that go against the science. And of course, here's video, this is of today, of Joe Biden fumbling with his mask outside, even though everyone around him is vaccinated and wearing masks and they're outdoors. I'd love to know what uh, doctor, you know, she's a doctor, Jill Biden was doing there. Did you see when she kind of raised her hands like this? Like, she seems like she's kind of frustrated at Jill. Like, ah, you old idiot, what are you doing? Put your mask on, let's throw to that again.
So just to be completely clear for everyone a little slower here, what happened there is three people who are all vaccinated, who are all outdoors, at least two of them are married to each other, I'm not sure who the other person is, are completely going against CDC guidelines for optics to keep the rest of you in masks. And if you think that this is just an aberration, if you think that Fauci lying, and you think that Biden with his theatrics, if you think these are just aberrations, well, I've got a tweet just from the last hour from Congressman Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Uh, here we go. He says, thought America might like to know this. Few congressmen or staff or guards are wearing masks in the hallways or offices, only on the floor for TV. It's all theatrics, folks. Like how much more do you need? AOC, she's not wearing a mask privately. And if you think you, she is, I mean, man, like none of these people are. It's theatrics to see how long they can control you. And as I've been saying, we kind of failed as, as Americans. And I would include myself in that too. I'm, I'm no better than anyone else. I, I talk about this stuff and I try to live my life, you know, congruently with the things that I talk about here. But we all failed in the last year and a half. I think that is kind of obvious. Like they got us to do all this ridiculous stuff. And in the course of it, we, we peered behind the curtain. We saw that Oz is not the all powerful magic Oz who controls the world, but it's just a bunch of bureaucrat losers who just can use levers of power and fear to control us. And we kind of failed because even now we still are giving them some sort of power over us. And I, I don't know how we get through that, and I think what ultimately will happen is what I talked about uh, with Michael Malice just earlier this week, and part two, by the way, uh, just went up this morning, which is that Americans will continue to figure out where they wanna live and the red and blue thing, if you thought that the red and blue thing was bad or unhealthy or whatever it is, it's going to get continuously more polarized. And in an odd way, and here's the silver lining part, and you know, uh, yesterday I talked to you guys about the clown pill, which is when you get to the point where you're just making fun of all the stuff, but I would also add to that when you can smile about it and see a silver lining in it and all of that. And what that is, is that maybe this is exactly what we're supposed to be. Maybe, maybe the union can really only hold in that we are different states that hopefully aren't at war with each other, but basically if you live in Florida, it's gonna be seriously freaking different than if you live in California. And maybe that's just, the way that it's supposed to be. Uh, if you want more on that, I had a really, really fascinating interview with Michael Malice. Uh, I know clip one did incredibly well. We just put up clip two, and the guy is just one of the great political thinkers that we've got. And, and I, would, I would say even beyond politics, he's just one of the great sort of Renaissance men. You can't even describe him. I call him the Willy Wonka of politics, but you can't really describe him. So part two is up right now on the YouTube, and of course the full episode is up five days early ad-free as always at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, PragerU, by the way, just joined Locals yesterday and it was pretty spectacular because they were trending on Twitter and people were calling for their cancellation and everything else and we helped make them cancel proof. We don't have all the answers yet. There's, there's big tech stuff here, uh, you know, technological answers, philosophical answers, legal answers, but we're working on all that stuff. Uh, we're gonna be testing, uh, I don't know if they want me to tell this, but here we go. Uh, we're gonna be testing live video streaming uh, in the Ruben Report community next week, and then eventually we'll have live tipping in there, and we're just rolling out tons of new features. Got a great amount of stuff happening, so I'm, I'm psyched, I'm feeling good. Have a great day, everybody. If you wanna wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't wanna wear a mask, 
don't wear a mask. And remember, we're only a free country if we can keep it. And uh, I love this place and I'm gonna continue to fight to keep it. And I hope you will as well. Have a great day and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.